Hey, it's Drex from This Week Health Cyber and Risk Community, and I want to invite you to our next webinar. It's going to focus on what else? Defending health data. I'll be chatting with experts from Rubrik and Microsoft. Register right now at thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. That's all one string, R-U-B-R-I-K webinar, thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. See you online soon. Welcome to This Week Health. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. Today, we have an interview in action from the 2023 Spring Conferences Vive in Nashville and HIMSS in Chicago. Special thanks to our partners, CDW, Rubrik, Sectra, and Trellix for choosing to invest in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. You can check them out on our website, thisweekhealth.com. Now, on to this interview. All right, another interview in action from Vive, and we're joined by Margot Minnison. Yes, Minnesian. that's right. Yes, that is right. I, I, I appreciate the uh, time. You're with Cedar sinai Health I System am. out of LA, as everybody knows. What's your role at Cedars? Well, I love it because I get to wear multiple hats here at Cedar sinai So you're never bored. I'm never bored. I hate being bored. And one thing that I never am is bored. When I go to sit with my boss, he always asks me how my nine jobs are going. <laughs> and I always say they're going great. And that's because they typically are, because things are very exciting and very dynamic. Just so people get a picture here, we are late in the afternoon after yes. the second day, and yes. you're all smiles and radiant. But So you're like really enjoying this. I really enjoy this, I really do. And this is a newer space for me. So I come from the research realm and it's really fun to be able to see how you can take ideas and you can not just bring it to market, but I've seen it be tested and then be able to loop back and then incorporate at the hospital at home. Which are is really are you fun. associated with the accelerator as well? I, mean, what, I am. I'm a mentor what, what, for the which accelerator. Which seven jobs are we going to talk about today? <laughs> oh boy, we'll probably touch on several of them. But the main job that I have at Cedar Sinai is I'm the executive director of the Nursing Institute. Oh. So I oversee professional development, research, quality, and innovation for 4,000 nurses, which is the best job ever. That's fantastic. So as you're preparing to come to this which is a conference at the intersection of technology and healthcare. That's right. What, from a nursing point of view, what were you hoping to see and what have you found? Wow, well, it's very exciting here. And there's multiple reasons why. As you walk through and you're engaging with the startup companies and really getting a chance to really see and talk and engage with the CEOs and those individuals are really behind the technology that, that we that use is, every day. That's the fun thing of the really small booths. I mean, when you walk out, I love it. the person doing the demo like made the, it was that's their right. idea and they made it. That's right. And for several of us, we have ideas of our own that we haven't been brave enough to even think about. It's more like, you know, laughs and giggles over cocktails and you don't really always think that, gosh, that could be me. I could actually take this idea and take a concept and turn it into reality, which is why this whole space is so fun and why we're so engaged with the Accelerator team. If you had your group of nurses at Cedar sitting there and sending you off to this conference, what kind of challenges or problems or things would they want you to be looking for? So that's exactly what they did. Oh, it is, that's great. It is, and so I have 
two key priorities that I'm looking for here as a nurse leader at a large health system. So first and foremost, we're really looking for those strategies to help make nurses and care teams' lives easier. So reducing waste and expediting the ability for us to be more efficient and for those to also practice at the top of the scope of their license is really sort of key. So, so reduce waste in terms of the activities they're doing that are not value added? That's right, repetitive, workarounds, doing things manually, not having appropriate checks and balances, operationalizing and being able to automate. And that's really where machine learning and AI and all of these places really start to get very exciting. Not only is there a technology that has to do with devices and other cool gadgets, but it's really those parts that link the process and make everything more efficient that are also just as important. So it's quality of their work life, it's actually quality of their whole life. Their whole because life. Because they spend so much time there. What was the second thing that they asked you to look for? The second thing is really diving deeper into the space on how we can wrap support around a hospital to home model. At Cedars-Sinai, we're a state-of-the-art tertiary care center, the number one solid organ transplant center. So we really have focus on specialty care. But as we know, with an aging population, we also happen to be the number one geriatrics provider as well. And so the demand for acute care services at home is really at the front of everyone's mind right now. So looking at different models of care to optimize so that the patients are receiving the best care possible is another huge priority of ours. What level of acuity can we actually do in the home at this point? You know, that's a great question. And I would say that that level of care at this point really provides on the level of support that the patient is able to be wrapped around. So as a medical center, we're constantly looking at ways that we can wrap support around our patients. And so that may vary, especially when you think about you're dealing with an aging population. So there's some nuances around that. So not to let things out of the bag, because I'm sure you're going to go back and meet with those nurses again. Yes. But what are you finding in terms of helping them to practice at the top of their license, returning the joy of medicine to all the things that they are looking for you to find? You know, what they're really looking for is being able to spend more time with their patients and less time documenting, dealing with the operational aspects of, we don't have paper, but we're pushing uh, pushing have, buttons. Have you found some things here? Or? We have. I've actually found several companies that I'm really excited to bring back to our senior vice president and our chief nurse officer. And what are they going to do? They're going to essentially automate some repetitive tasks, all those things that you were talking Absolutely. about? Absolutely. We look at different ways that we automate things that wrap around the patient. Now we're looking at ways to automate and wrap support around our nursing teams. All right, we'll get back to our show in just a minute. We're excited, we have a great webinar for you in May, on May 4th at one o'clock Eastern time. It is part of our leadership series on modern data strategies in healthcare. In this webinar, we're going to explore data-driven approaches to healthcare and how they can improve patient outcomes, increase efficiency, and reduce costs, which are also critical at this time in this juncture in healthcare. Our expert speakers will explore data governance, analytic strategies, anything that can help healthcare providers gain actionable insights from healthcare data. 
we would love to have you there and we're excited about it. You can register on our website, just hit the leadership series, modern data strategies. It's going to be in the top right hand corner of our website, thisweekhealth.com. You can discover how we are going to use data to be more efficient, effective in the modern healthcare system. We'd love to have you join us. Again, hit the website, thisweekhealth.com, top right hand corner, sign up today. Hope to see you there. Now back to the show. All right, talk to me about, you knew you weren't gonna get through this conversation without nurse shortage. And yeah. we have new nurses coming in. We oh, have yeah. a lot of nurses leaving. Yeah. How are we transferring that wisdom, that knowledge, and how are we bringing that next generation online? This is my favorite topic. Oh, good. I absolutely I, love our new graduate. I thought you had done your favorite topic before because you were our so- Our new graduate RNs, oh, they are really where the future is. My team is the team that supports and not only their professional development, but Cedar sinai becoming their professional home, if you will, academically. And so it's really our life's work to see these nurses flourish so that every day that they come to work doesn't feel like work, but it feels like fun. So we have several strategies that we're doing to provide that level of support. Number one, we're transitioning 25% of our nursing education to a virtual reality platform over the next three to five years. So allowing for nurses to have gamification. I, I would say early on, it is amazing to me that we can take the brightest nurses from the best schools they come to Cedars-Sinai, the number two hospital in the nation, the number one hospital in California, and we can bore them to death talking about topics that they want to hear. It's almost a gift, really. It really, it, they should study that. We should do research studies on that. So creating a way of creating like micro-learning, point-of-care learning, and virtual reality when it's appropriate. So we talk a lot about precision medicine. We're now talking about precision learning. And this is a really fun space. We've been able to quadruple the size of our new graduate RN program oh, since wow. the initiation of COVID. So for those hospitals that were not taking students, we maintained 650 to 850 students during that time. So we actually brought on 500 new nurses since the onset of COVID. It's really, we're, we're already reaping the benefits of that. So now we're looking at ways that we can accommodate the learning needs of these nurses. And VR is a wonderful, is one of the wonderful I, strategies behind it. I love the fact it. that you're using VR because I try to describe to people, on a, and I think everybody should spend some time with a VR headset on That's right. at this point. I agree with you, it's still in its early phases, but I can find myself getting really caught up in the immersive environments that can be created. And yes. you can put nurses in scenarios that they're going to experience, That's and it, obviously it educates them, but it also lessens the anxiety when you're yes. actually in those situations. Yeah, you know, the creation of this metaverse, if you will, it sounds a little intimidating at the yeah. beginning, but once you slip the headset on and you have somebody help to show you how to place it on comfortably, we're really seeing great success. We had just recently completed a validation study utilizing VR for nursing education purposes and also evaluated spatial sense and where they are and what types of nurses seem to best benefit from utilizing a VR platform. Right. Obviously, it's not gonna be a one-size-fit-all strategy, but they were overall just raving about it, can't wait to publish the paper on it. And so it's very exciting and we're creating a, a brand and a space for ourselves there as well because we have 
probably one of the most robust professional development programs, I would say, in the country that's non-university based. It's really interesting. We didn't cover that topic exhaustively. You just gave me one little piece of that. But it, it, I can envision we're in the uh, Cedar Sinai yes, Accelerator. Yes, You said you're a mentor to some of these companies. How do they decide who mentors? the various startups? They usually look at, so we're very blessed we have a plethora of incredible mentors. So when a company comes on board with the accelerator program, they basically have open access to all of the experts in the field. So if it's in education and professional development, many times they're working with those of us who are professionals in the academic space. And so that's typically how it will go. Or it also, it might depend on who the end user is gonna be. So if the end user is gonna be a, a clinical care team member, then traditionally that's gonna be somebody that I can help support. Do you get to be support. a part of the selection process? I'm not, which I really, well, I'm before then. I feel so fortunate because I get to be here and I get to say, wow, you this company is amazing. You should yes. talk to this company. You should talk to that company. This is something that Cedar Sinai could really benefit from. So I feel like I already have an opportunity to do that at the very beginning, and it's one of the reasons why I'm here. Well, Margo, I want to thank you for your time and your you. enthusiasm and excitement. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Thank you so much for the invitation, and I uh, appreciate your time. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. Another great interview. I want to thank everybody who spent time with us at the conference. I love hearing from people on the front lines, and it's phenomenal that they've taken the time to share their wisdom and experience with the community. It is greatly appreciated. We want to thank our partners, CDW, Rubric, Sectra, and Trellix, who invest in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.